You are listening to Think Funny with Aaron Donnelly, Nate Sadler, and Matt Donnelly. For show notes and to check out Aaron's books, please visit AaronDonnelly.com. And now, the show that only thinks it's funny, the Think Funny Podcast. Welcome to the Think Funny Podcast. Uh, This is Aaron Donnelly. I'm here with my co-host, Nate Sadler. Hey, everybody. And Matt Donnelly. Hello. And today we are talking about Yacht Rock. And this is Nate's choice. Nate, do you want to take it away as to what Yacht Rock is for our listeners? Absolutely. Uh, Welcome aboard, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So Yacht Rock, the the music type, is mid to late 70s to early 80s. Uh, the guys from the, the web series Yacht Rock have it specifically pegged down to a certain year to a certain year. It's like 76 to 83, but you know, there's a few prior and a few posts, but uh, the music genre would be, to give examples, Kenny Loggins, Michael McDonald, Doobie Brothers, Steely Dan, George Benson, music like that. I, and there's a whole host of others that are kind of on the fringe. It's, it's got to be smooth. It's got to have a the Yacht Rock Boys called a doobie bounce, kind of a nice oh, little yeah. nice little beat Yacht to Rock it. Yacht Rock Boys. The show, the web series. You guys watch the web series, right? Yeah. I feel like it's it's just our sweet spot sense of humor. It's a it's a little different. It's a little dark, but it's all it's all tying in that thread of Yacht Rock. Like it's different phases and iterations, kind of through each episode. It's a obviously it's like a homemade. Um, kind of video. It came out in 2005. I don't know what it was on. Was it on like public access or something? I don't know. Maybe Matt, maybe you saw it. It was on something out there called like uh, public access channel 101. Oh yeah. 101. Right. Anyway, these guys got together and they, they coined the term Yacht Rock. Um, and then, so they made this little series of videos music where they had music. also known as Yacht Rock. These yacht rockers docked a remarkable fleet of number That's one Hollywood hits, Steve and every song has a story behind yeah, it. Uh, Let me tell you one. So, um, anyway, they uh, there's the show is hilarious. It's like a little five minute episodes, and like they'll have actors play like uh, Michael McDonald, and oh, nice. Dad, and and Kenny Loggins and stuff, and it shows their it's it's obviously fictional, but it's it's hilarious and sort of through their journey into the late seventies, early eighties. But after that, they, they really got popular. I mean, they totally coined that phrase. It didn't really exist before these guys. Um, before that, it was called West Coast Sound or California Sound. Yeah, they kind of called it the yeah the the West Coast Sound, and I think they fought hard against that because when you call it the West Coast Sound, you you kind of include the Eagles oh, and right. Fleetwood Mac, and the Yacht Rock guys are vehemently opposed to both those bands. Right. So. Yeah. On Wikipedia, it says, uh, here's some four or three key characteristics of Yacht Rock. you got to keep it smooth, even when it grooves, with more emphasis on the melody than on the beat. Keep the emotions light, even when the sentiment turns sad, as it so often does in the case of Yacht Rocksman. And uh, always keep it catchy, no matter how modest or deeply buried in the track list the tune happens to be. Um, so it's also, it's like a, a very smooth um, music that you can tell. There's been a lot of effort in the studio to make it sound really clean. The first Yacht Rock song potentially was Love Will Keep Us Together, or that was for the first big hit, Captain Antoniel. Oh, yeah. So Nate's right. I, I kind of envisioned it as the time period after Saturday Night Fever, but before uh, MTV. 
So like before Wham and George Michael and that kind. Of- yeah, I think I think you're right. I think uh, the video age kind of killed yacht rock because most yacht rockers were kind of your face for radio types. A big element of yacht rock is kind of a fool or being fool. The word fool or foolish (laughs) is in every yacht rock song. And every guy is kind of a sad loser and actually is a sad loser. He's not just singing about a sad loser. They're just down on their luck, you know? They couldn't couldn't get it right. If you go to the Yacht Rock, uh, so their website, their, their podcast is really funny too. Uh, beyond Beyond Yacht Rock. Yeah, Beyond Yacht Rock. So if you go there, they rank or they list um, what they have is the the Yachtsky scale, and so they have uh, ratings on like over six hundred songs of that era. And if it's over fifty, then it's yacht, and if it's below fifty, then it's yacht yacht rock. <laughs> so I actually copied and pasted their uh, scale here into a spreadsheet and ordered it by score, so we can see the top of all time what they consider yacht rock songs. Can I guess number one? Yeah, it's got to be "What a Fool Believes." Yes, it's the only one hundred perfect score uh, is "What a Fool Believes" by the Doobie Brothers with uh, Michael McDonald singing. And I think Kenny Loggins helped write that song. I think he... You, I think so, yeah. I think he might be... I think he's got credits on that. Yeah. So the top four are dominated by Kenny Loggins. There's a, there's a lot of uh, in, incestuous music uh, stuff between <laughs> those two. Yeah, number two is Heart to Heart by Kenny Loggins, oh, uh... which is not my favorite song, but I get why they say it's it could be rated so high. That's a 99.625. Wow. And then number three, which I think is the best song of this era, is I Keep Forgetting by Michael McDonald, which is uh, just the beat of it. And for those of you who don't know, it's the same as uh, the beat they took on Regulate with uh, Warren, Warren G and Nate Dog. Did you watch that episode of Yacht Rock? Uh, I did, yeah. yeah. It's supposed to be that Nate Dog and Warren G are kind of little punks and they're, they're not freed at all. And so they're trying to prove their worth, but they chicken out and then they accidentally hit uh, Michael McDonald with a car <laughs> and they, they take him home and nurse him back to hell and he remembers who he is and he, he gives him that uh, gives him that song to use the use the hook. It's got like the weakest uh, rap line in any probably gangster rap song where he goes, they took my Rolex. I looked to the brother said, damn, what's next? <laughs> He's getting beat up like in the song. <laughs> like what's next? Um, but I gl- we use uh, several lines from that song uh, growing up, which is uh, I glance to the cut and I see my homie Nate. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, the famous one where uh, Matt D and Nate Dog had to murder me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, where did that originate from? You guys mumble the word <laughs> masturbate <laughs> instead of regulate. <laughs> I don't know. It's not. It's not fit for uh, most people to hear. I guess. Yeah. So when they talk about striking out with girls, Matt D and Nate Dog had a murder. <laughs> okay. Uh, You're gonna leave this out of the episode. I hope. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Michael McDonald obviously was in Duty Doobie Brothers, but I didn't. He was also in. Um, Did you say Duty Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> but he was also yeah. in uh, Steely Dan. Saying he was in Steely Dan is kind of a kind of being generous. I think he just goes. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or 
I think in gr- the song Green Earrings, he does the same thing. He just says Green Earrings. So. <laughs> green Earrings. Yep. <laughs> we were trying to explain to Jay who Michael McDonald was for like for like an extended period of time doing Michael oh, no. McDonald impersonations. Oh no. <laughs> I couldn't believe he did not know who that was. I know, and you think that he would get it. After a, like our twentieth time of going, I can't believe that's the thing. It's that's one of those voices that if you do the impression for any more than a second, yeah. Oh, here's slow down. Slow down. Yeah. That's smooth. Baby's in the run around. Some kind of voice. It's like a nasally. It's like if somebody had Kermit by the ball. <laughs> yes. I, I picture Rock Yacht Rock songs like you're cruising it's 1979, you're cruising to the coast highway in a white T-top uh, tra- or, uh, Corvette. You got your oh, feathered yeah. hair blowing in the wind. Feathered hair. Yeah. I actually wrote a couple scenarios. Because as you listen to it, it gives you a certain feeling inside. I don't know how to describe, but I started just typing out little stories, Yacht Rock stories. That I, I wrote a couple of them I can share with you Ooh. guys in a minute. Yeah, I would damn. like to hear that. Hot <laughs> damn. Uh, uh, Kenny Loggins, obviously a uh, main player as well. And, well, there's Loggins and Messina um, that toured around with one of my favorite songs of all time, which is Danny's song. I just love that song. It's it's the people who don't know it. It's the, even though we don't got money, I'm so in love with you, honey. Oh, yeah. That is an awesome song, and no one knows that's called Danny's song, except probably us two and Loggins. And Loggins? <laughs> Nobody cares what Messina thinks anyway. Yeah. Uh, Did you, do you guys watch The Office enough to like know all the little details of The Office? Uh, I do. Yeah, for the most part. You know when they go to Florida, and Jim gets in Stanley's rented a convertible? Oh, and yeah. uh, he goes, oh, we got here. And he, and he goes, Loggins. And Jim goes, oh, Loggins and Messina. And then uh, Stanley peels out and goes, did I say Messina? <laughs> <laughs> but it looks like, uh, <clears throat> interestingly enough, Kenny Loggins was offered the role in the A Star is Born in the 70s with Barbara Streisand that Chris Christopherson oh. took. Um, and he turned it down. They kind of look alike, don't they? They do. I mean, they have the beard. There was a certain era where, you know, Kenny Loggins' early 70s, it was very, um, like, folk, kind of. You still could ha- get away with an untrimmed beard, but by the late 70s, you had a tight beard, um, a tighter beard. And then once you got to the 80s, it was, like, pencil-thin, tight beard, yeah. like George Michael. Think funny. Think, think funny. But this was my favorite part of the Kenny Loggins' uh, personal life Wikipedia, is that when he experienced health problems in 1982, he was referred to Julia Cooper, a colon therapist. Ooh, yep. <laughs> and the next line is, they felt an immediate connection. <laughs> <laughs> he must be so smooth, the ladies. He hit on his colon therapist. They were wow. going over the x-ray, and she just felt that immediate connection, <laughs> looking at the lumps on his colon. Steely Dan is another one um, we mentioned earlier, but one of my favorite songs of all time is Do It Again by Steely Dan, which I think one of the smoothest songs. Nate, I know you you like Steely Dan. Oh, I love Steely Dan. I'm not crazy about that first album, Um, the one that's got that and Dirty Work and a couple others. Uh, Ricky Don't Lose That Note. Not Ricky Don't. It's got a couple, but I like the later stuff like um, Hey 19 and Peg. Like The Yacht Rock guys always talk about the album Gaucho which is their last one, kind of their last recognized studio album. 
it's where they added a drum machine, so they kind of lost some of their fans there. But I, I like that album. I mean, Asia. I think everybody knows Asia. Great album. Yeah, Asia. It's uh, interesting. On okay, so Stealing Dan talks about their history. They started playing. <clears throat> their first group was called the Dan Fagan Jazz Trio, and then the Bad Rock Group, and then later they started a group called the Leather Canary, <laughs> which f- included future comedy star Chevy Chase on drums. Wow, I didn't know that. That's one of my favorite music fun facts I like to throw at people. And so the the other interesting fact you probably like to throw out is the uh, where they got the name for uh, Seely Dan, Nate. That one I usually like to keep uh, close keep to under wraps. Cause, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's I've read never... Naked Lunch. If you just Google Naked Lunch, you can easily figure out where they got the name Steely Dan from. So. Actually, one of my favorite episodes of the uh, the Yacht Rock podcast was when they went into Christian Yacht Rock. Oh, that's awful. Um, yeah, but because there was one song that I always loved uh, by the Imperials. Um, I'll see if I can find it here. Um, but they didn't talk about what they should have. Oh, here it is. I found it. You, uh, you need to email the uh, Beyond Yacht Rock show. They got a yacht. They can't end it. Let's not end. No. What's the weird? Yeah, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Other than that, it's sweet. I'll have to send you the link, Nate. <laughs> Man, that is so I can't believe I've never heard that. I've I've been exploring Yacht Rock now for a while. They're Christian, the Imperials. Yeah, they were, I think they were Elvis Presley's like backup band or something. All right, Nate, let's see if you can name this one. Oh, it's Key Largo. Bernie something. Bertie Higgins. Yeah, Bertie Higgins. Key Largo. It's like Buggy and Bacall, like baby. Smooth. It's like a smooth Cat Stevens. He did that thing on the move in the video where he's looking out the ocean smoking a cigarette, and then when it came time to sing, he turned his head and looked at the camera. I don't, yeah, I don't like videos where the singer is uh, looking away in the distance, like wistfully. I've never been a fan of that. I don't, I don't like that. So. Do you want him to just focus, know that they're on camera? Yeah, I want their attention. Not? I want their full attention. I don't want him to act like disinterested, like, I don't need you. I'm Bertie Higgins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, now, I wonder if this guy, I bet he makes like, he made like an entire living. I bet he's still making money off this. Oh, yeah. You know, one hit song. You know he's playing at some bar in Key Largo right now, probably, right? That's his, he's taking up residency there. <laughs> oh, they're on a boat now. He's driving a boat with the girl. Yep. Captain. 
And she looks up and smiles at him at the huge look at you. The, the lyrics are very uh, trite. It's kind of a, like a story song. And much like Billy Joel, who has story songs, I'm not big on story song guys. So. Yeah. yeah. What was the other one that's a, it's an interesting story song when you listen to it? The Is it Pina Colada? Or, uh, that's a great comparison. Oh, yeah. The Pina yeah, Colada Pina song. Colada. Rupert Holmes. Right. Yeah. So they each take out ads right yeah, personal ads yeah and then they Newspaper. end up coming together and answering their own personal ads or something yeah do you yeah. think it would really end that way with them both laughing like funny <laughs> i don't think it's gonna end that yeah, way the cops are getting it'd called like the <laughs> it'd be like a the intro to an 80s tv show where they point at each other and freeze i love that yeah <laughs> what happens what happens after the freeze is what i always want to know like how long do they hold the freeze for I want to know five minutes after the freeze. The best show for that was Chips. You guys remember the end of Chips? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I wish you could do that in life, where you just freeze and, like, wink and point at someone. Let's do it this <laughs> week. Let's, let's, let's see who can do it the most times this week and get uh, away with it. Man. I want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> that oh, would be God. a good show, just to watch what happens after the freeze. And then oh, like yeah. a reality show, see what people really do. Doesn't translate to the podcast format that well, but uh, it's okay. <laughs> Crank up that Chris Cross. <laughs> this is probably my favorite Chris Cross song. You guys know what the song is about? So. He apparently, for some reason, had to drive across the state of Texas to get somewhere real quick. And he was completely, like, coked out of his mind. And he was in a big hurry to get somewhere. And that's the inspiration for this song. Oh, wow. So, that's pretty compelling. He doesn't look like that type of guy, if you, if you can picture Christopher Cross. But... So many of these songs, though, are just getting lost, like... If you ask anybody under probably 35, if you play any of these songs, there's a chance they may have heard of them, but there's no way yeah. they're going to know who the band is. No way. Oh, never. And I would almost say under it 40. A, it's a lost era in a lot of ways. But it's good. Because music. MTV is so dominant starting maybe. I mean, MTV came out in 80, but really 84, I think, was probably the big first year where... Like Thriller, I think, came out, and um, the that pop era kind of started. But before that, the early 80s is a lost kind of era that people don't really yeah. know too much about, you know? Yeah, it's like Superman 2. Yeah. See, I don't even know anything about Superman 2. Remember Superman 2 where he becomes, he becomes human? No more superpowers? Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, and he was wearing, like, turtle... He was wearing turtleneck listening to Yacht Rock. <laughs> It's pretty cool, Superman. I think that would give you powers if you did those two things. <laughs> this is like waiting room music. It is. It's when the elevator's stuck and you hit that button and nothing's coming. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you're in a tanning salon waiting room. <laughs> yeah. Pictures of the beach on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> you're stuck in the tanning booth. The door won't open. They start playing this. Wait for a second. <laughs> I've been I've been uh, going tanning lately, actually, because uh, we're going to Mexico here in like a month, and 
So wow, man, that's actually, awesome. I like I like going tanning. It's relaxing. That is. Yeah. Um, okay, so I wrote my little. You guys want to hear my one of my stories here? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Go for it. Okay, maybe I'll leave Breeze on in the background. <laughs> uh, I, I just was brainstorming. As I was on a flight, and I was saying, uh, okay, there's a certain feeling. Picture yourself in sixth grade on vacation in Florida with your family, and you've been out all day walking around Universal Studios or just in different towns or whatever. The point is you've been in the sun doing all the touristy things all day, and you're baked and tired. Now you all go back to the hotel and have to take a shower and get ready because you're going to a party at some rich people's house your parents know. So you've taken a shower and you've got all the grime off of you and you've worked on your hair and you've got a lot of gel in it. And the outfit is all new clothes uh, because these are your fancy Florida clothes. And they're starting with dock shoes with no socks, a button-down short sleeve shirt with no shirt on underneath, and you leave two buttons undone. And most importantly, a white, sort of thin, flowy, uh, tapered pants that are dressy but ha- have like a drawstring around the waist. And the whole outfit feels like you, so thin like you have nothing on. And so you go out in the summer night air and it's warm and cool at the same time with a slight breeze and your skin is baked but your hair is freaking killer and you are feeling like a million bucks, totally rejuvenated. And you get to the party, and it's at a super rich house on the beach, and it's like an 80s modern version architecture, like the house in Sleeping with the Enemy. And there's a ton of adults, and everyone's drinking champagne, and there's music, and you wander off to the balcony where a hot girl of your age is standing looking out at the ocean. And you play it cool and grab a glass of champagne and also stare off at the ocean until she notices you. And you say, ah, the ocean, and then pause for a beat. Then Yacht Rock music comes on, and she says, Don't you dance anymore? I heard you used to be the best. And you say, Don't take me for a fool, Alexandria. And she says, My name's not Alexandria. Then you say, I haven't danced since. And you drop your head. And then you say, Aw, hell. And you throw the glass over the balcony. And then you meet eyes. Cut to, you're on the deck of a yacht. And the house is on the shore in the background, except you're all by yourself. And you begin the coolest dance routine of all time. The girl isn't with you. She's on the shore trying to see you, but the boat's kind of too far away. And so you finish this dance routine, where essentially you do your only good move repeatedly, which looks cool at the beginning, but now you've done it so many times that the allure has worn thin. So as the song is fading out, you turn and wink at the camera with a look that says you know something they don't. Then you run and jump overboard, but as you're jumping, you shrug and yell, Call me a fool, I guess. So after the song ends, there's a long part where you're trying not to drown and holding on to the side of the boat and you're crying because you're scared and all alone and it's dark and cold because you just have the thin clothing on and no one knows you're even there because Alexandria went inside before you finished dancing. Then you scream because you made contact with the passing seal. That's my story. <laughs> wow, Mary, I, lo- I love the dark ending. <laughs> that's what, I love the curveball at the end. That's a great story, Aaron. Yeah. I want I want a movie based on that character. <laughs> I know. So interesting. Go, yeah, that was beautiful, Aaron. More if you guys want to if you guys want to bear it, let me restart a breezing again. Here we go. I want to know how Matt landed on Mattis Yahoo for his ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of his music. Man, it's not bad. Yeah. Who is Mattis Yahoo? He's this uh, Jewish reggae superstar. Were you Googling your name, Matt, and then it, it auto-filled and you clicked on it? Yeah, then I started listening to it. I was like, it's so bad. 
And he's no relation to Yahoo Serious. No, he's not. No. I like yeah. the expression <laughs> Jewish reggae superstar. I know. <laughs> Those are things you don't hear Alpha a whole combination. Nope. <laughs> you should you need to hear it more. Alright, so here's my next story. Um, this is the, the last story. So you're in seventh grade now and your mom takes you to the skating rink because she likes to skate and get her exercise. It's summer and you've been sitting in the basement all day playing Nintendo and forgot what time it was until you had to go. So you have rat boy messy hair and sweatpants with SpaghettiO stains and a Kansas City Royals World Champions 1985 shirt on. <laughs> this is very autobiographical. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and you walk in the roller rink and realize there's like a ton of girls from your school there and other dudes who took time to get ready. So you try and hide behind an arcade game and you're super pissed off at your mom and blaming her for some unknown reason. Then you spot a group of cute girls talking and laughing in the middle of them is the hottest girl in school and you make eye contact. So you fake like you're checking out the wiring behind the video game and like you're trying to hack into it or something. And you play this whole scenario about how the government is after you because of your hacking skills. Then you look up and the girls are gone, but some bully is standing in front of you and says, what are you trying to do, break the machine, butthead? So you pretend to be deaf and point at your ears and start making fake sign language motions as you walk away. But you smile and do it in a way where you're acting like you're actually friends with the bully. And the bully says, effing retard, as you walk away. But you can't hear him, of course. So you stop and admire the super expensive black roller skates that are in the glass case for sale. And just as you turn to keep walking, you practically run into the hot girl and her friends. She looks up at you and, and you cut to a pan up shot from the floor. You're now wearing those cool black skates, sky blue thin tapered pants, similar to the ones from the boat. And the exact shirt from the boat, because you only have one shirt like that. And your hair is perfectly gelled and spiked again. She says, don't you skate anymore? I heard you were the best. And you look away and say, You're are you trying to take me for the fool, Alexandria? And she says, my name's not Alexandria. Then you say, ah, oh, hell. And you grab some passing kid's icy cup and take a drink and throw it on the ground. And he's like, not cool, man, in this super squeaky voice. And then everything goes dark. And the whole place is totally empty, and there's an old janitor with a mop bucket. And he thinks he sees something out on the rink floor, so he pulls a big lever. Cut to a spinning disco ball, pan up from the ground. And I'm in the cool outfit in the middle of the rink, and the yacht rock stock comes on, and I start the most killer skate dance routine ever. And the janitor's like, what the hell are you doing here? Get off the floor. But it's too late, because I'm out there. And I do like this massive jump in the air where I do the splits, like David Lee Roth in slow motion. And the janitor's like, what the? And then as the song fades, I'm at the emergency exit door at the back of the rink, and I stop and turn back and smile and wink at the janitor. As I leave, the camera pulls back, and you see that I've signed the words, The Fool, real big, magic marker on the back wall. And a janitor guy's like, that better have been a dry erase marker. The ending scene is silent, but it's this super extended scene of me coming out the back door of the rink into the alley, but the alley is all gravelly, broken up asphalt, not smooth like the rink was. So I'm moving at a snail's pace and nearly breaking my neck and swinging my arms wildly to get down the entire length of the alley. Then there's this bum who starts mumbling at me, and he's black. And not that that matters, it's just that there's not that many black people in my town, so I can't help but it, it makes me nervous. <laughs> That's the last story. Wow. We need more of these, yeah. Aaron. Make, you need to <laughs> Aaron, bundle all these move. short stories. They're good. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yacht Rock. Yacht Rock stories. Yeah, 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 it's such a Yacht Rock. It's perfect timing. It's 
there's a certain like uh, I don't know what it was when we were maybe when I was like eight or nine or you feel like super confident and cool with your feathered hair and you're yeah. at the rink or you're at a party and you can do no wrong. Oh, and, it's a, and it's that certain feeling that Yacht Rock gives me. I don't know if you really felt that way. Oh yeah, I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna end it. I'm gonna play Michael McDonald, the the, the classic. All right, the best. Keep forgetting. And it's smooth. Oh, wow. toast, baby. <laughs> like butter on toast. That little staccato. Okay, well, thanks for listening, everybody, to the Think Funny podcast. And um, for Nate Sadler and Matt Dolly, this is Aaron Donnelly, and we will see you guys next week. But he was also yeah. in uh, Steely Dan. Saying he was in Steely Dan is kind of a kind of being generous. I think he just goes. <laughs> <laughs>